Hey, this is Sydney Christ, and I help pastor We Are One based out of Gateway Assembly. I just want to welcome you to this special darling edition of our podcast. My hope and my prayer is that this will bless and encourage your life as you listen. So grab a cup of tea and let's get in the word. I want to get into things this morning. Um, I'm going to pray in a minute and then we'll just kind of jump right in. Um, I'm just sharing something that the Lord was speaking to me as I was doing my devos last week and the Lord it just like jumped out of the page to me and I was like okay this is what I'm going to speak on and it's just going to be short and sweet honestly could become this whole entire sermon but I want to just give um, just a snippet of what the Lord is speaking to me and hopefully um, it ministers to you as well so let's go ahead and pray and then we'll jump on into the word Lord, we just thank you so much for who you are. We thank you that you're a God who sees us as we are, who sees us as who you've created to be. Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus, because when you look at us through him, Lord, you only see good. Lord, you don't see our mistakes or our failures or our faults, but you see the good things within us because of him. So Jesus, we thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. We thank you for who we are in you and who we get to be because of you. We thank you for inviting us in and using using us as a part of your overall plan, your greater plan, Lord. And I pray that today as we just talk and chat together, Lord, that you would soften hearts, Lord, that you would speak to hearts and reveal your truth. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So. Good morning, ladies. Uh, I'm going to try to type on here real quick so I can put in um, the title of what I'm going to speak about, and I'm going to try to pin it so that people who are just jumping on, let me see if I can do it. Sorry. There we go. There we go. Okay. So the title of what I'm speaking about today is called Who? I am, and I'm going to be talking about a passage in John chapter 8, and I want to just go ahead and read that scripture. It's John chapter 8, 12 through 14, if someone wants to write it in the comments so that people can turn to it or refer to it throughout. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and read it, and then we'll start talking. So John 8, 12 through 14, I'm reading from the Passion Translation, and this is how it goes. Says, then Jesus said, I am the light to the world, and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never walk in darkness. The Pharisees were immediately offended and said, you're just boasting about yourself. Since we only have your word on this, it makes your testimony invalid. Jesus responded, just because I'm the one making these claims doesn't mean they're invalid, for I absolutely know who I am where I've come from, and where I'm going. But you Pharisees have no idea about what I am saying. Now I want to give you just a little bit of context behind what is going on here. So basically, Jesus is claiming to be the light of the world, and the Pharisees are offended by that. They're saying that he's boasting in himself, that he's um, claiming to be something that he's not, and that he's saying that he's light, and he could not possibly 
be like they're offended because he is the only one who is um, validating his testimony and they're saying you need to have other witnesses for this to even make sense for this to even be true so he, Jesus is saying he's the light of the world and if God is light we know that God is light, light and in him there is no darkness at all first John says that um, and Christ is the image of God he's a reflection of who God is in the flesh Therefore, he must also be light. God is light. Jesus is a reflection of who God is in the flesh. And therefore, Jesus must also be light. Now, light, they're saying, you can't possibly be light. You can't be something that you're, you can't be what you're claiming to be because no one else is there to back you up. Well, light does not need to prove itself. It just is what it is. It doesn't need another witness or authority to be light. Its own properties prove exactly what it claims to be. Now I have this flashlight. I'm going to tell you some ghost stories today. <laughs> Just kidding. But I have this flashlight. I'm shining it at you. And I'm saying, this is light. You can go ahead and tell me that it's not light. But when it does exactly what it says it is, and it is light, it proves itself. You can tell me all day long that this isn't light. But the very fact that it is doing what it says that it's supposed to be doing, uh, yep, doesn't need another witness, doesn't need anyone else to tell it what it is. It just is light. Um, just because, he says, just because I'm the one making these claims does not mean they're invalid. Just because light claims to be light does not mean that it's not light. It would be like, <laughs> I was trying to think of an example. This is kind of silly. But um, it'd be like telling your mom that she's not your mom because she's the only one who says that she's your mom. Like, she gave birth to you, she does the things that a mom does, she is a mom. But just because she's saying she's a mom, she's not. Like, what? The Pharisees were a little bit cuckoo and just looking for a way to trap Jesus and make him stumble on his words. Um, so that's just like a little bit of context of what's going on in this short passage that we read. If you're just now jumping on, I read from John 8, 12 through 14, and you can go ahead and catch up there. Um, and get into is the second half of verse 14. I'm the light of the world, and the Pharisees say, what? No, you can't. And this is Jesus' response to them. He says, for I absolutely know who I am, where I've come from, and where I'm going. What's crazy is that um, without knowing what I had prepared, Aunt Pam, Pam Crosby, last night talked to the women just a little bit about this um, at the Embrace Bible Study last night. Um, she talked about knowing where you've come from and where you're going, but she talked about it within the story of Hagar. So I just thought that was interesting that just last night the women met and had a study on this. So the Lord must be wanting us to grasp something who we are in knowing where we're going. For I absolutely know who I am, that I'm the light of the world in the Jewish church, but he had come to be a light to the world and to enlighten the world with who he was. Um, we could go on and on because of who Jesus is, but the point is that he did not need others to validate who he was because he knew who the Father said that he was. That's all that he needed, and Jesus was confident. He's like, just because you say that I'm not light doesn't mean that I'm not. 
my father says that I am, and so I'm confidently going to continue on telling people that I'm the light of the world because that's what I've come to do. He was sent from heaven. He was sent from heaven. He came from heaven. And the Pharisees questioning him did not deter him because he was confident in where he had come from. He knew that he came from the Holy of Holies. He knew that he came from um, being with the Father. He knew where he had come from. Therefore, he could know where he was going. Jesus knew who he was. He knew where he had come from, and he knew where he was going. He knew it that he had come from the Father, but also that he would return to the Father. He had come from glory and re returned to glory. His journey on earth, it was crazy. Oh my gosh, the things that he had gone through, the things that he had to suffer, um, the things that people told him that he was that he wasn't, he had to walk through a lot of suffering and a lot of speculation. And his journey on earth, it might not have been glamorous, but it sure was glorious. That sounds crazy in the context, like how could suffering be glorious? How could he even say that? But God's glory was made known in Jesus' life, but also in his death and also in his resurrection because that was God's plan for his son, was to come and take on a payment that we could not afford. The word says that our um, the payment of our sin is death. That because we sin, because we mess up, we are deserving of death. And Jesus came to die in our place. He's that good. He's that good of a Savior that he came in our place. I, I was sharing on prayer last night that it says, um, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And we read that verse and we're like, oh yeah, Jesus is the good she shepherd. But what we forget is that the sheep are usually the ones who are sacrificed. And I'm the one who is going to sacri sacrifice myself self in place of you. So his journey on earth was not glamorous, but it was glorious. It gave God glory because it was the will of God. Where was Jesus going? Jesus knew in every moment where he was going next. He knew Gethsemane. He knew that I'm going to prepare a place so that blind man that he walked past. He knew that he was going to raise Lazarus and lie on the will of the Lord. You only know yourself as the person that people say you are. Are you thrown off when, like, the Pharisees question who you are? When someone hurls a comment at you, oh, yeah, you're just a Christian and you're not good enough to do these things. Or you wouldn't understand because you're just a Christian. Or whatever it be, are you defined by the things that they say that you are or the things that they say that you aren't? Do you let their comments shake you up? And when people shake their head at you because of your Christianity, do you respond like Jesus did with confidence and say, I don't care who you say I am because I know who I am. Or better yet, because I know I am. That's why I pinned that comment in the beginning, who I am, knowing who I am, but also knowing I am. In the Old Testament, it says a name for God is I am. God calls himself the great I am. Do you know I am so that you can know who you are? If Jesus had given in 
to what others had said about him, he would have started to label himself as a liar, as a hypocrite, as a criminal, as a blasphemer. He would have been labeled all of these terms and started to think, wow, I'm just not even worthy of what the Father has called me to. But he didn't. He was confident in who he was because he knew who the Father was. Instead, he let the Father tell him that you are the Son of God. You're the defender of the weak. You're the conqueror of death, the one who defeats death. You are the light of the world. It doesn't matter what the Pharisees you say, you are the light of the world. You are the savior of sinners, and I have given you purpose. You have to look to the word and know I am, and then you will know who you are. You have to know I am. You have to know God before you can know who you are. And your confidence will come from that. As you discover who God is and all of his goodness, you will discover the way that he sees you and that he doesn't see you for your faults. He doesn't see you for your weaknesses. He doesn't see you for the things that other people say that you are or claim that you are. He sees you through the lens of Jesus Christ and he sees you for what you can be, what you are, and what you are intended to be. Do you know, absolutely know who you are? Do you know where you've come from? You know where you were born, you know where you've lived and where you were raised, but do you know where you come from? Do you know that where you come from is a part of who you are? It's shaped your character and um, made you the person that you are today. Some of you are like, oh man, I wish I was born in LA or New York or somewhere cool. I don't wanna be labeled or shaped by this small town that I'm stuck in. That has shaped who you are. Jesus came from a small town, but he touched and reached the entire world. Don't let your location minimize your reach. Don't let your location define who you are. Let it tell you where you're going. You're from a small town, but you have great impact. And not only that, it doesn't matter where you come from in the sense of where you were born or the name of your town, but do you know your creator? Do you know the one who set your life into motion? Because when we know him and when we look back on where we've come from, I look back on where my life was when I was 16 and I'm like, wow, I can only imagine where my life would be if the Lord hadn't intervened, if he hadn't intercepted my life and showed me, no, this is who you are. You don't need to be defined by what your classmates say or you're trying, I see you, Sydney, I see you trying so hard to fit into this group of people that are not going to last. Those friendships are going to fade away. And I'm here to tell you who you are so that you can have an eternal impact. And when now when I look back on my life, Pastor Dave always jokes with me because um, when we were dating, he would tell me, things about the person that I used to be and I'm, I'd be like oh, no I wasn't like that and he's like yes you were and, but you're forgetting that because you've been out of that lifestyle for so long and you, you, I start to like look back on my old life as if it were someone else's like I'm watching a movie of someone else's life because I honestly just don't remember having that mindset or living that lifestyle it just doesn't feel like me anymore but when I look back to that place I can now give God glory for where I had, had come from and now where I am currently or where I'm going in the future. Your past is important. Your past is your testimony. And maybe you're even someone who says, 
man, I've grown up in church the, my whole life, and I've never really had this drastic, like, darkness to light kind of testimony. Yeah, but you've struggled. You haven't lived a perfect life. There's been moments where you've lied, or you haven't told the whole truth, or you've spoken um, negatively to your parents. Those are all wrong things. They're, the point is that you have grown from a place of immaturity to now a place of maturity in Christ. And when we look back and we acknowledge our past, um, then we can give God glory for our future. Do you know who you are? Do you know where you've come from? And do you know where you're going? Are you confident in where you're headed with Jesus? Or is it easily? are you easily taken off course when people question your mission, when they question your purpose, and they laugh and mock you for the things that you believe are important, and they, they just kind of sneer at you and shake their head and say, why would you put all of your time into that? Why would you do something like the internship, the We Are One internship and give your whole summer to serving the church when you could be laying on the beach or partying with friends? They don't get your impact, so they question and laugh. And are you going to let those comments keep you from doing something like the internship or keep you from doing something that you know that the Lord has called you to just because you care about what they say? Or are you going to continue on, continue on the straight and narrow and say, you know what, Lord, it doesn't matter what they say because I know that this is what you've called me to, and that's good enough for me. I know that you have called me to this place or this internship or this opportunity and I know what you have is better than what um, they have to say about me. So are you setting yourself up for an eternal destination or an earthly one? Because earthly things are going to fade away if everything that you're doing is dictated by what people say about you or what they think of you or how they perceive you and Maybe around your Christian friends, you want to be known as this scripture-knowing, Bible-reading, awesome prayer warrior, but you only want to be known around and known as that around your Christian friends. And you don't want your true reputation to be known as that because you still want to fit in with this group over here. Well, I'm telling you that all of that energy that you are wasting caring about what people think of you and what they think of of who you are and what your intent is, that's all going to fade away. When we get to the other side of eternity, their comments and their thoughts of you are not going to matter. What matters is what Jesus thinks of you. And he is going to look at you and say, what, what have you done with what I have given you? What have you done with the life that I have given you, with the identity that I have given you? Have you used it to glorify my name? Have you used it in your life and death to glorify me? Or have you used it to make yourself famous, to make yourself well-known among this popular group over here and this group of influencers, influencers over here? Or is your entire life consumed with giving me glory and making sure that my name is known? Be confident in where the Lord has called you to go. Don't look back. Don't look back and just question who you are and question your identity or your purpose because of one comment that someone has made. Go where the Lord has called you. Go into new territory. That has been the theme of our church and our ministry. Go and claim new territory. Go to places um, that people around you are not willing to go. 
places that people would not dare to go. Say things that people around you would not dare to say. Tell them about Jesus. Other people around you are wanting to shrink back and, and hide who Jesus is, or they're not wanting to confront hard things. But when we do so in love, we give people the opportunity to know Jesus in a deeper way. Because our sin is something that separates us from Jesus. And when we allow sin to just stay in our life and we just sit in there and we're like, eh, well, this, my life's mostly clean, but this one thing, I'm just going to hang on to that. Any sin is a barrier between us and Jesus. So be willing to tell your sisters about those things. We want to do so in love, in a loving way, and show them like, hey, I see this in your life, and I'm not saying this to judge you, but I want you to experience more of Jesus, and I see that hindering you. I see that holding you back from experiencing more of him. Know your purpose and go to new places. Go to places that other people aren't willing to go. You have to know your purpose and if your purpose is to please God or to please men. Are you truly living like each day? When you get to the end of your day, are you saying, Lord, I did my best for you? Or were you caught up in like making your Instagram look perfect or, um, I don't know, just making, fabricating yourself to be something that you're not just so that people um, see you how you want them to see you. Like, what is the intent of your day? Is it to please God or is it to please men? So that scripture, for I absolutely know who I am. I know where I've come from and where I'm going. When we're confident in these three things, we can accomplish the Lord's will without hesitation and without defeat. We'll be victorious because we're not easily swayed um, by other people's opinions. We're not easily swayed by the things that this world says, but we are confident and we're moving forward and we're saying, you know what, I'd love for you to join me on this journey, but if you're going to shake your head at me, I'm just going to keep on going and I'm going to go to the next town and the next town and proclaim who Jesus is because that's my purpose and that's my mission. You have to know I am before you can know who you are. Who are you? Who does the Lord say that you are? You have to know him before you can know who he says that you are. So that's my my two cents. I always say that. Here's my two cents for the day. Um, I honestly could dig into a lot more things. This scripture is just full of um, things that we could rip apart and figure out greater context. But I just wanted to keep it simple and say, this is what the Lord's speaking to me. And I pray that the Spirit will speak to you through that as well. Um, but I want to pray over you girls and um, ask the Lord to, to give you greater identity, greater purpose in Him. And um, if there's one of those three things that you're really struggling with, um, uh, looking at through the lens of the Word or through the lens of the Lord, um, talk to me about it. Talk to your friends about it and say, man, like, maybe I know who I am, but I just really struggle with, like, knowing where I've come from and knowing that that's a good thing. Like, when I look at my past, I see all of these things, and I honestly just want to bury it. I want to forget about that, and I just want to, like, be who I am today. No, we have to acknowledge our past and say, it's okay that you've walked through those things. Some things weren't even in your control, but let the Lord use that for his glory. The enemy wants to use it for destruction, and he wants to make you think that, 
um, you're a horrible person or that these things happen to you because of this, this, and this. And he wants you to retreat into insecurity. He's whispering in your ear and telling you that you're something that you're not. He's telling you that you're a liar, that you're a blasphemer, that you are the things that the Pharisees told Jesus that he is. But we have to turn our head to that and say, you know what, that's not who I am. I'm not defined by my past. My past has shaped me, but I give my past to the Lord and I say, Lord, that's not that's who I was, but that's not who I am. And I thank you um, that you wipe my slate clean when I come to you. I thank you that you no longer see me as this selfish person who um, wanted to live to please myself or to please other people, but I thank you that I can start fresh and clean with you. Um, God's so good. If you're struggling with any of those three things, knowing who you are, where you've come from, or where you're going, please message this account. Message me or message Janelle if you're a young adult. We'd love to talk with you in a more personal setting and help you walk through this journey together. We want to instill truth in you and say, you might see yourself as this, but this is how we see you. This is how God sees you. We're in the sisterhood together. So let me pray, and then, um, yeah, we'll have a great rest of the day. Short and sweet today. Lord, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you that you come near to us. Lord, we thank you that um, we thank you that you wipe our slate clean when we come to you. Lord, we thank you that um, you use our past for good, every piece of it, Lord. The things that we feel dirty for, that we feel ashamed of, Lord, you um, you take our dirt and you take our mess and you make it into something beautiful. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the power of a story, the power of a testimony, um, that everyone's story is different, that we don't have to always have walked through this crazy darkness in order to now walk in the light. Lord, no, you tell us that our journey um, is purposed for you. Lord, that each person has walked through something different to reach a different group of people. Lord, so I pray that these girls today um, would just be confident in, the, in where they have come from, confident in who they are, Lord, in who that you say that they are. Lord, I pray that they would fall more in love with you during the season that we have to just focus inwardly on you. Lord, as we open up your word and we just start to discover who you are, that in return we would also discover who you say that we are. Lord, I pray um, that as they understand who they are and where they've come from, that they would also begin to grasp where they are headed. Lord, that they would fixate their eyes upon you and let nothing else deter them. Lord, that no other comment, no other um, negativity could keep them um, from focusing on you. They would be so in love, so fixated upon who you are, that in return they would know where they're headed, and that would be the thing that motivates them each day. Lord, that their days would be purposed for you. Lord, I thank you for each one. Lord, I thank you for each story. Lord, each one um, has such powerful details. Lord, don't let them bury the details. Remind them of the things that you have brought them through, that when they look to their past, Lord, that they can give you glory for where they now are and where they are headed. We love you so much, Lord. 
We thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love you guys so much. And I'm just thankful to um, get to hop on here, share a short word with you this morning. If there's some girls that you know weren't able to make it this morning, I just encourage you, even after this, you can hop on and click our live on the story. Send it to some girls and just say, hey, thinking of you, I love who you are, and I love where you're headed, and I think this will encourage you today, because I just would love um, for more girls to be able to just be reminded of how the Lord sees them, and I pray that this scripture could encourage them, so... Thanks so much for joining. I love you girls, and I pray that you have just an awesome day today. Love you guys. And I will see you soon.